The top five. Top, top five side ones. Top five records to play on a Monday morning and all that. The top five movies. Here's the top five candidates. Top five dream job. All time top five most memorable breakups. Yeah, top five classic. <laughs> Welcome to Top Five, the podcast where every week my special guest picks a subject, then picks their top five in that subject. I'm your host, Taylor Mitras. We're still on the road, stuck in the van. I've kind of lost track of where we're at. I looked out the window, saw tumbleweed, and then it started snowing. So I'm not entirely sure how far we've driven. Um, unfortunately, we've kidnapped another victim uh, 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 guest um, for for this episode. Um, oh, sorry. This is the show where you can pick anything. You can pick any topic. You could pick. I know. I forgot. You can pick top five soundtracks. Top five death metal bands. Top five wars in Crimea. Um, we're a little rusty. It's getting it's getting it's getting gross in here. I've been I've emptied the bucket as many times as I could, but it just stays. Um, speaking of buckets, my my guest tonight is uh, is Shelby. Shelby, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Do you? How is the? Uh, how's the the dirty? van treating you it's uh it's pretty gross yeah we'll see how this goes yeah uh shelby i don't think we've ever hung out one-on-one and i think i've known you for like 10 years that's accurate yeah Yeah. we usually hang out with nicole yeah (laughs) friend of the show yes tune into what did she talk about candy Candy. oh that's right and i was gonna nail her hands to the table because she kept running away from the microphone yeah i remember that i was back in the old days in the old studio (laughs) Shelby, I want to get right down to it because I'm super excited about your topic. Me too. Shelby, what is your top five this week? Top five fantasy series, not just novels because it's okay. too narrow for so me. So top five fantasy book series. Yes. So what is it that, that gets you into like a series of books as opposed to like a one-shot novel? Um, if, if the author writes well, I feel like it's more developed in a series and mm-hmm. it's cool because they can generally take more time to like paint the picture of these worlds that they're creating. Sure. It's cool. Do you think, you know what? I think fantasy books really do well in a, a long series because if you're world building, it, it takes time. Right. And you need more detail. And a lot of the time, like there's words that you wouldn't otherwise hear and wouldn't exist. Right. Um, right, right. So you have to build up that vocabulary kind of over time. That's true. And it probably takes a while to nail down the specifics of your fantasy world very very specific no you can only do a thunderbolt if you're blessed by this god right exactly you know you're you're no 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 a hobbit is definitely shorter than a dwarf but taller than a halfling and you're like what the fuck sorry um i'm super excited uh about what is it that uh that drives you about fantasy novels because i know you read voraciously oh yeah well i kind of get into like I go through stages in my reading, so I'm in a stage where I'm reading a lot of fantasy novels right now, so mm-hmm. that's what made me pick that. Um, before that, I was reading a lot of, like, beatnik sort of models. Sure. Like, or novels, not models. <laughs> like, uh, I wouldn't Hunter mind reading a beatnik no- model. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Hunter S. Thompson and all that I was reading for a sure, long time. But sure. I don't know. I just kind of was looking for something new, and I went to Goodreads and looked for a recommendation, and then I've fallen into, like, a hole in the last year and a half where I've read, like, seven or eight fantasy <laughs> series, like, in their entirety. Shit. So, yeah. I'm going to look a like a fucking amateur on here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I can't. I only read uh, books about Stalingrad and the and the Holocaust. Like that's all I read. Now. Oh jeez. <laughs> I just want to read the most depressing things in the world. Yeah. See, I can't do that. I used to read a lot of crime fiction, but after a while, like, yeah, it's a little depressing. Harold Schechter <laughs> is real good if you're into that. And oh, I haven't read him. Oh yeah, it's good. He writes all the books about serial killers and stuff. Oh, cool. So like, he does the like the definitive work on Ed Gein and and um. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That other guy. Sorry, my brain stopped working somewhere in there. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Albert Fish, thank you. Oh, okay. Sorry, he's the one who lives in your closet and he's naked and he wants you to spank him. <laughs> All righty then. It's from an old episode. Shelby, let's let's dive in. Let's get ready. What What's your number five fantasy book series? Lord of the Rings. Oh, because you classic. can't make you can't make a list about fantasy series the OG. and not put Lord of the Rings on I, there. You know what? That's totally fair. So, is this you've read this book series? Yes, I've read it, and I've most recently listened to it as an audiobook, which oh. was cool because I did the theatrical version of the audiobook. So, oh, that what does was, that mean? Well, um, there's more like inflection, and there's like noises and battles. And oh, stuff that's that super cool. Yeah, so it was it was pretty interesting. So instead of just saying there was fireworks, they'll say that there was fireworks, and then you'll hear the fireworks going off. Oh, that's cool. And like shit. people's oohs and ahs and stuff. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, audiobooks are cool. Um, I don't want to keep talking about serial killers, but the old uh, audio tape for Lord of the Rings was uh, the one that was circulated was read by Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer. Yes. In prison. And he read the he read the Lord of the Rings, and yeah. I think that's the one I had when I was a kid. That's fucked that's up. That's funny. So when did you read Lord of the Rings? How old were you? Uh, the first time. Yeah. Probably like eighteen. Okay, I think that's a good time to read it. Yeah. Because I was in high school when I read it. Yeah, the first time I read it was quite a while ago. Okay. And then um No, it wasn't. That was only a few years ago. Right. Yes, I'm I'm very young. You're very young. <laughs> and so am I. We're both so very young. Yes, of course. But um I don't know, it really like drew me in and surprised like it surprised me how much it drew me in cuz how long ago it was written and it doesn't read like old-timey as no. much as older novels usually do. So that was nice. Especially since it's, it was written in the 50s. Yeah. Like, and, you know, usually there's like different slang and stuff. But I guess because it's a fantasy novel, they kind of develop their own. So that's true. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And, um, bleh, sorry, brain stopped working for a second again. <laughs> it's just so hot in this van. We've been in here for so long. You're lucky. Um, what? Shelby, why do you like Lord of the Rings? Tell me. What, what is it that captured your imagination about this? Well, it's uh, I just it's very complex sort of magic kind of stuff going mm-hmm. on there, and it's very like the whole hero thing. It's very well done because obviously all fantasy books tend to have like a hero and a villain kind oh, of yeah, thing. Oh yeah, a chosen one and a dark lord usually. Right, but it's cool how it falls into like the different groups, and there's a lot of twists and turns. And you know, if you read the books before you watch the movies, it really catches you by surprise. The like. Yeah. The twists in it, like oh yeah, I yeah. mean the betrayals and the yeah, and, the, and everything's so high-minded, you know, like right. it's such. I mean, it's the definition of high fantasy. Yeah, but it's everything is so 
deadly serious, even though it is such a and, silly thing. Yeah, and it could arguably be number one on the list, but I just, you know. This is, this is your list, right. not the list. Exactly. That's so. why, uh, otherwise we just talk about The Godfather every time movies came out, and I can't do that. And yeah. I, you know, but, I mean, it is pretty much, it defines fantasy series a lot. Do you have a favorite character? Um, Gandalf. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody loves Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves Gandalf. But, I mean, there's he's so the many definition. story twists in it. In there. Yeah. So, he's great. I love the elves, too. I don't know. I think... I think that language is beautiful. Yeah. Even on the written page, it's beautiful. And it's cool how well-developed that is. Like, I love when people dive right in with that. Like, like, even, like, Star Trek is like that, and that's not a book series. But I like when they dive right in and develop the whole language, and it's not just, like... The, The culture of Lord of the Rings is so deep. Like, the mythos, the things people believe in, and the things other people live, and where... It's just so fucking deep. It's so well developed. And like that's why I said you can't talk about fantasy series without talking about The Lord of the Rings. No, you it's can't. Just, it's so well developed. Like it, You know, and it's really the it's one It's captivating. That, right? <laughs> and it's, I was thinking, I was like, you know, it's really one of the, I can't think of any like fantasy series that is older than The Lord of the Rings. I'm sure they exist, but I can't think of them either. And uh, maybe they don't. I don't know. I right? should probably have researched Because, like, like <laughs> fantasy, like, as a, a a book even, not just as, like, um, stories you tell kids, what, do you, what is there uh, before, you know, maybe some H.P. Lovecraft stuff? Those are all short stories for magazines. Right. Shit from Fate magazine and stuff like that, comic book things. Right. But, like, there's no, um, you know... It's more developed for, like, an adult and not a child. And a lot of fantasy series are. I mean, like, when you start thinking about fantasy series, a lot of the time you end up in, like, the young adult fiction. I tried yeah. to shy away from that for this because yeah. I feel like that's a whole other genre in itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, though, you really can't get away from that because... It happens. Yeah. And, well, you know what? If it gets kids to read, it gets kids to read. Right. But, you know, it's better when it's more geared towards adults because I feel like it gets more well-developed because kids have a shorter attention span yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I think there's a, a happy medium you can get where kids will read it, but adults will pick up more. Right. And Lord of the Rings, I don't think children can read because it is, like, written like the Bible, basically. Yeah, and it's, you know, there's all the battle scenes. It gets pretty gruesome. It does. Especially in, like, the book as compared to the movie. Like a spider tries to suck out Frodo's brains, basically. Yeah, and when you're reading a description of that, it's, it's a lot worse gross. than just seeing it on TV, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. and it's, you know, that kind of deep mythos I don't think really works. But, like, uh, Neil Gaiman, who has is not on my list because he doesn't have any fucking book series. Right, which, you know, I've I was about I was incensed. Too. I was like, no, it can... No. Well, American Gods, no. They're all one-offs. They're all one-offs. Yeah. It's kind of upsetting. And I was like, should I text Shelby and be like, do comic books count? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. They don't count for me. No. no. <laughs> Talk about comic books enough as it is. <sighs> but, yeah, Lord of the Rings is just, like, I feel like it sets a standard for, for fantasy novels. Mm-hmm. So, it I think that's sort of what makes everybody develop their shit so or their stuff so well i think it's what everyone else is judged by yeah by the lord of the rings i mean it is the forefather of all fantasy there is no D D or world of warcraft 
or anything without Lord of the Rings. And I love fantasy novel series that are like well developed enough that he did do like kind of multiple series within yeah. the same world, like The Hobbit and all yeah, that. Yeah, it yeah, can yeah. technically be a standalone series, even though it sort of falls under the yeah I, Lord umbrella. Of the, yeah, Lord of the Rings, like The Fellowship, The Two Towers, and Return of the King can can be read as one book altogether. Right. And, and like when I had them in three different books, but the page numbers they continued. went all the way through. And I think it was the publisher was like, you can't put out a 2,000-page book. Yeah. No one will read that. Meanwhile, J.K. Rowling's like, and then the million more things happened before anyone did anything involving magic and you're like kill me sorry um i'll I'll pick that fight later shelby final thoughts on lord of the rings read it if you want to get into fantasy novels it's a great one to start with you really eat stardom on that it seems hard like it's it's a i have a high standard for readers you do well you probably read at a much higher level than most people yeah well is it higher than fifth grade (laughs) <laughs> and it's higher than most people. Yeah, I mean, I do have quite the library at you this do. point. I uh, counted my books recently because I moved. Oh. I have 333 books. Jesus, God. I've gotten a couple since then, actually, so more than that. You, and I've read most of them. Where you, you get them? Where you get them? Thrift books? Thrift books often, but um, also garage sales. Oh, garage sales and, are like, great. West Side Stories is great if you are in the Buffalo area. Oh, West Side Stories is super cool. And they it's do a bag sale every year. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get a lot of weird shit. Yeah, and uh, the guy who owns it is great because if there's like marks in the book, he'll flip to him and show you and be like, just so you know, someone drew on this page or whatever because they're used. I yeah, love yeah. buying used books because why spend more if you don't have to? Right? <laughs> like, the same story is going to be in there. Right. As long as I can read it, I don't care. Then you don't support fucking Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Who those cares? fucking assholes. You're going to find more shit. Isn't there a cat in West Side Stories? Sometimes. Okay. Because I remember going in and being like, hey, hey, buddy. Yeah. That one and, um, oh, wait, or, or am I thinking of Rust Belt Books? It might be, actually. I haven't been to that one in a while. Rust Belt's. Yeah. They have. They definitely yeah, have a cat. Yeah, because West Side Stories is the one that's by the uh, record store. So that's by black spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Local jokes get you local work. Yeah. All right. right? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I got a five. I got a number five. Okay. And I might end up getting a fight on the internet about this. Oh, that's fun. Uh, my number five is "A Song of Ice and Fire" by George R. R. Martin, more commonly known as Game of Thrones. If it's on your list, don't say anything. Okay. Well, I, I actually tried to read that series, and I hate George R. R. Martin's writing style. And I you hate can give it. me flack for it if you want. That's I hate fine. It. I hate I don't it. Ri- I don't like his writing style. He's a shitty author. Yeah. This, He's a, he does a bad job. Yeah, the story is a great story, but it's hard to follow the way he writes it. I do not like his writing style. I own all the books, but I could not get through them. No. Um, so I ba- want to enjoy yeah, it. Basically, he writes you know, third person, but it's broken down by character. Right. But the characters he chooses are not the main characters a lot of times. Yeah, and I feel like it's in the wrong order, kind of. Uh, sometimes it actually legitimately is because yeah. he wrote one book with like 10 characters and then realized it didn't work and cut it into two books, five characters each, and then they happen simultaneously. Yeah. But you have to read one and then the other so you basically have to see the same shit happen again and they're so goddamn long yeah i don't like them and i was surprised because i i tried because i've yeah. heard so many good things and the show is great the but show it was um the books no 
Not for me. Yeah, no, I completely understand. I think it's worth giving them a crack just to, you know, kind of get a get a looky loop. But the reason they're on my list because this is a top, not a bottom. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say it, and I was like, nope, I don't have any other words for that. Uh, but but the reason is the world he built. Yes. It's beautiful. And again, with the languages, very well developed. Very interesting. Um, Great y- concept. Yeah, horribly written. A lot of stuff taken from real life. So, uh, you know, your different regions uh, are, you know, allegories for actual regions in, you know, Europe usually. Um, and, you know, there's cool, like, it's the wall and it protects us from the barbarians. I'm like, yeah, like, winter's coming. Yeah. Like Hadrian's wall, which protected us from the Scots. Right. And by us, I mean, well, I guess I'd be on the wrong what? side of that wall. Um, <laughs> now that I think about it, it's what protected the Romans from the Scots. Yeah. Um, uh, and stuff like that, uh, you know, when when uh, the Stark's family is killed, it's just a, it's a lot like um, you know defenestration of Prague or the uh, it's it's all historical stuff. Um, uh, the Campbells killing the McDonalds, um, it, it's all from it's all stolen from real historical things, and which that's, is cool. It's cool as shit. Yeah, and it's fun. And it, those are great stories, and now they're all together in one big fantasy world. I was super disappointed, though, when I tried to read it. I'm it's sorry, so George hard. R. R. Martin. No, don't apologize to him. He's, <laughs> yeah, get your shit together. Finish up. What's, what are the editors doing? That's no, what I, I want to know. You know, and the thing is, I, I he was pretty tight on that first book. And then after that, it just went everywhere. I'm like, oh, that's right, because you sold a book, and now they're not on your ass. Right. Because that book sold. Yeah. I actually tried to read it when I was much younger. I got it out of the library, and I was like, this is boring yeah it drags on it's not well organized it's 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 all just boiled leather and honeyed chicken it's just it's a big disappointment it is it's it's a huge bummer it's a giant bummer and i i hate it it. but i love it (laughs) yeah i i don't know in the main studio (laughs) there's a stark banner and i've been quoted on this podcast saying top five knows no house but knows no king but the king in the north whose name is stark (laughs) <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm so invested in these characters right. and this stuff. And and even reading the books before I saw the show, because I didn't have HBO. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'll just read the books. Right. And now I have HBO. So <laughs> I don't have to read. I was so excited when the show ended. And I was like, great. Now I don't have to read those fucking books. Because they're like not, they're not an enjoyable read. No, they're not fun. But it's a great story, so you want to push yourself to do yeah. it anyway. It's, it's, it's weird. It's a beautiful <laughs> story that all happens off screen. Yeah. Or off page. Yeah. Where they're like, Rob Stark captured Jamie Lannister. And I'm like, how come I don't get to be there for that? <laughs> Why don't... They're like, yeah, a raven came. Yeah, oh. we heard about it. Yeah, we heard about it. Why am I Why, reading this book? Why am <laughs> I hearing about this third hand... From a fucking raven. Why couldn't I have been there in the God's Wood where they captured Jamie Lannister? Right. The, the greatest swordsman this world has known when John Umber gave his life They're for Rob Stark. And I'm like, wow, those are great things. Wish I could have seen it. Yeah. Wish I could have been there. Yeah, because that's the point of reading, right? And it's not like it costs money. It's yeah. not like it was the show where they're like, we didn't have enough money for, you know, more wolves or whatever. It's a book. It's free. Yeah, I want a full description. Yeah. Like... So, so yeah, that's all. I don't, I don't want to drift. I will, I will shit on George R. R. Martin all day. I could. I was so. Disappointed. You know what? Fuck it. Let's fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck him in the stupid face. I was so disappointed. Fat piece so of excited shit. to read it, and yeah. it's just one of the most disappointing books I've ever picked up. Yeah, it's poorly written. It is. It it it's it's just sad. It's just a bummer, and I'm 
pissed because I don't I really didn't care for the way Game of Thrones ended um, the the show and now I have to read the fucking well apparently book. the ending is going to be different in the books but I will not be sticking around for the books to yeah, find out yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of char- there's a character in the book um fuck you guys if you if you want to worry about spoiling I'm dude, don't listen skip ahead 30 seconds <laughs> So there's this character who they're like, oh, he might be a secret Targaryen. He might be, you know, heir to the throne. He goes, he finds Danny, he breaks into the dragon cage, and he gets eaten by the dragons. He gets burned alive. That character accomplished nothing. His story arc changed nothing. I didn't care for him as a person. And he took up 600 pages. Oh, what a waste of time. I could have read two better books. Right? It's just... I could have I could have read a hundred comic books. Yeah, know? and I feel like he doesn't tie up all his story arcs. No, he doesn't. And be, you know, the best that could happen is they all die. Right. But most of the time, it's just nothing. Yeah, it's I don't like it. Yeah. I'm glad we agree on that. <sighs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Horrible. All right, I I didn't I need this washed out now, Shelby. What's what's your number four? C- cleanse me, Shelby. Cleanse me. You're probably gonna hate on me, but um, the first fantasy series I read and loved was, of course, Harry Potter. Um, Shelby, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to show you my, my list, which is which I have only done. But notice I scratched something off of it was going to be on here. I decided not to. So you kind of, you kind of agree. <laughs> Tell me about Harry Potter. Well, the books are better than the movies. Mm, yes. I once uh, sat down and uh, figured it out. And like the first movie in the first half hour, it skips like 10 chapters and it pissed me off. Mm, yes. But the books are good. But it didn't make number one because it's it takes a long time to get to the point. It, a lot of exposition in those books. Yeah. But More it, exposition, Mr. Potter. Yeah, they don't really need a lot of that. I just drank a glass of milk, Mr. Potter. <laughs> I feel like they could do better. They could definitely do better. Um, I think shorter. Just shorter. Yeah. But but the thing is, uh, as opposed to George R. R. Martin with the, the well Game written. of Thrones, it's, it's well written. And when she does exposition where they're like, spending so much time like camping out to see the world cup of quidditch yeah yeah it's, i think it's called it the world comes cup. back around but yeah all that shit came back around but also it was kind of fun yeah it was and like you're into it and you can you feel like you're there when you're reading it yeah and that's what you want from a book yeah and you get fun fantasy stuff where they're like yeah and then they decorate all the tents with like Magic Shamrocks for Team Ireland. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. And like, then the leprechauns came out and danced around through coins, but the coins disappeared. And I'm like, this is fun. This has nothing to do with shit, but this is fun. I have to say, I thought that uh, people in England just really loved pudding for a long time until I found out that pudding is just any dessert. Yeah. So, like, you know, no I'm idea. reading the book, and I was, like, 10, 11 years old. Yeah. So I was just like, wow, they really love pudding. They, they got all these crazy of flavors of pudding. I like, thought it was, like, a course of the meal where you would just eat pudding. Yeah. Like, and then for pudding, we have pudding. Yeah, <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. They have tea time. They have dinner. They yeah. have supper. They have seconds, second breakfast. No, that's Lord of the Rings. Oh, shit. God damn it all. Uh, and then pudding. Yes. Where they eat pudding. Yeah. Like, fuck but it. I don't know. They got a meal for tea. Maybe they got a meal for pudding. I don't know. Majorly like. confused me as a child. Uh, yeah. There's there's a few. I think actually part of, I uh, I had no idea how like British culture worked where there was like secondary school. Yeah. Like so. that's one of the things that I was like, wow, they're. The Harry Potter world is so strange. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's that's just the British educational system. Yeah, better than ours, so yeah. we didn't realize. Yeah. 
But I, I really enjoyed those books. It paints a good picture. And they're well-written. So even though they kind of drone on sometimes, I'm cool with it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You feel like you're there, like, especially with all the battles and stuff. It's yeah. so descriptive. And that's really important in fantasy novels. Because if they kind of gloss over it, like, what am I reading? <laughs> what I appreciate about Harry Potter is it is it you know it's a it's a middle of the road fantasy it's not a high fantasy it's not a low fantasy but it ramps up everything as you go through the series yeah so to begin with you're like haven't you're like my wand makes sparks yeah and then by book I don't know three you're shooting a ghost out of it that that is also the spirit of your dead dad or whatever right so and you're like spectral patronum and you're like what the fuck just a deer just leapt out of his wand yeah um and the rest of the time you're like I wonder if I can fix my glasses with these reparious yeah and like you know even candy moves and pictures are yeah. animated and- it's it's a fun world it's a yeah. kid it's a kid's world it is but. It made the list because it made me fall in love with fantasy novels. That's so beautiful. It's well, got to be there. <laughs> I was just reading a study today that uh, by it, like a real published study by Italian scientists that said that reading, having read Harry Potter, can make you a better person because people who stu- the people studied who read Harry Potter were more empathetic and more tolerant of other people. Well, you as do opposed learn to people, morals. Yeah, yeah, you do. It, it's a lot of it's a morality tale. Yeah, a lot of it's also you know hero with a thousand faces. You know, a kid with nothing is given. You know, you know meets a new father, Dumbledore, who gives him a gift of an owl or whatever the fuck. I don't. I don't remember how the hero's journey works. <laughs> well, I like also that uh, like Ron is super poor, but he has a heart of gold, and it does anything he can to help his friends. Like he's got all these sisters and stuff, and. Or brothers and stuff, and one mm-hmm. sister, and like a house that's like overflowing with people, and they have like hand built on additions. It looks like, almost. yeah. And yeah. even the way it's described in the book is that way. They have nothing, but they just want to help other people. Like Harry, Harry's got a pile of gold, but it means nothing because he's got no one to share it with. I I have beef with that. Because he should share with Ron and help the Weasleys out. But yeah, whatever. they basically <laughs> raised him, but also, well, you know, later in life, but. My, my beef with that is so Harry has nothing and all of a sudden he the owl comes the and changes everything. Still waiting for mine. But that's fine. <laughs> it's lost in the mail. Um, so it's a long way to England. So, <laughs> so uh, but whatever. And he's given, you know, you're a wizard, Harry. And he goes, oh, that was my secret skill all along. Mm-hmm. And he's just given that. And they're like, oh, and we play the sport called Quidditch. And oddly enough, you're the best at it. And he's like, Wow. And then they're like, oh, and by the way, you're fucking loaded. And I was like, all right, guys. And famous. and Yeah, and know. famous. And I'm like, all right, kids, calm it the fuck down. I do like the way he deals with it, though. Because he's not like, oh, my God, I'm Harry Potter. Listen yeah. to me. Love me. Yeah. He's like, yeah, so what? Like, leave me alone. He's cool about it. Yeah. But, but if I can roll my Spider-Man analogy, the reason Spider-Man's a good hero is because he does have powers, but he also has huge flaws that he's a human being. Right. Whereas so. old, old Harold the Potts is... Uh, I mean, he's a decent kid, but, like, he has no real-world issues other than, you know, Voldemort. And an abusive (gasps) family. Oh, the abusive family. Yeah, but he gets away from it. Yeah. With magic. Right. Does he blow up his aunt? Like, he he murders her? No, she, like, balloons up, but she doesn't die. Oh, I thought he killed someone. I think she had to go to uh, that, what was the name of that hospital, the magical hospital? Glibble globs. I don't know. Some Google It's been a while since I've read Harry Schnickle Potter. Platts. But I've read it probably 12, 13 Bulbous Dumbledore. <laughs> That's actually my complaint with Harry Potter. And I think it's just because they're British, but everything has a silly name. Yeah. Like, welcome to Goobloobs. I'm like, okay, cool. Whereas it's like, 
Lord of the Rings, I can be like, ah, Aragorn, son of Aristorn, heir to Isildur. Yeah. And like everything sounds cool, whereas in Harry Potter world, it's like, welcome to Blooboblobs and Glimbleglaps, my glipglops. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, I, okay, my flippy sticks and my twiggle bottoms. And, and butterbeer. Like, my butterbeer. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. They do have uh, funnier names. But I mean, I guess it's because it's more geared towards yeah, the it's, younger it's, it's fun. They wouldn't make a theme park out of it if it wasn't fun. You right. Know? And it is fun. It's I've loved all the movies. I love the books. Books are way better. I haven't seen the movies. movies. None I, of them. I saw the first one. I saw them all in theaters as they came out, because uh, I've always been a Harry Potter nerd. Like my parents would take me to go buy the book the day it was released. I was like, oh, that into I it. I would get it the next day. I I couldn't go to the party, but yeah, I would get it. That was wasn't I. Wasn't it cool when your parents brought you a book you wanted? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm like, I'm dying. I need this. I can't go anywhere. I grew up in the suburbs, so I'm like, there's no place. I can't walk to anywhere. I don't have any mode of travel. Right. There's one at the library, and someone else has it. But I have a, I have a world right here in my hand. Right. But and mom was like, well, I guess I'll stop at the store that's five minutes from my house, and I suppose I'll drop a book on you, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. It's like it cost them ten dollars and whatever. 20-something for the 20 something hard books. hardcover books yeah. are pricey. Those are got, big books, though. Yeah, you had to wait for the uh, paperbacks. I was never willing to wait that long. No, never. So. My, you know what? The uh, My Harry Potter 1 was a paperback because I just didn't know about it. My Harry Potter 1, I accidentally stole from my fourth grade teacher's reading cabinet, and I still have it. Sorry, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> You're going to go to jail. I should return it to her. She'd be like, what the heck? What do you think the statute of limitations is on that? I don't know, but uh, I was in fourth grade quite a while ago, so I think I'm good. She'd probably get a new copy by now. But I, I have <laughs> yes. a I have a book in my library that someone else stole from the school library, blacked out all the parts where it said like Cicero Syracuse High School <laughs> and and then like gave to me to like hold on to because she was so worried like you they would comfort it? and I still have it. That's great. I was you know, 10, 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. Wow. So, yeah. We can't throw out books. I can't. I can't either. I'll give them away at most, but I will not throw them I out. have a couple of books holding up an air conditioner in the next room, but in my defense, they were free. Um, Fair and enough. they're terrible, and I didn't read them. Hmm. I'm like, I looked them up. I'm like, this guy didn't read anything else. All right, it's garbage. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, well, I have more books than I've read, but I've read most of them. I'm proud mm. of that. <laughs> I wish I'd stop buying them because I, I, I imagine I, I don't read them and I don't know why I'm buying them because I know I'm not going to read them, but I, I imagine I'm buying the illusion of having time to read. Ah, uh, yes. Lots of people do that. I mean, yeah. that's why I have, I mean, out of my 300 something books, I've probably only read 200 of them, which is a lot. That's still a lot. But that's like 100 books I have that I haven't read. I mean, it could I'll, be good for a while. I'll but let you peruse my library. Stop. I think I might have read 10% of them. <laughs> nice. All the paperbacks I read. Yeah. Well, I'll, when we get back from this van, I'll have yeah, to yeah, check yeah, out yeah, your yeah, library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we <laughs> ever get out of here. Right? <sighs> Alex, you son of a bitch. All right. I'm ready to go. You ready, ready for a next one? Sure. What's your number four? Uh, my number four... Is Redwall the Redwall series? I have not read that. Oh, Redwall! I've not heard of it. It's for children. Okay. Um, Redwall is a book series by Brian Jakes. There are twenty-two of them. Ooh, I love that. Um, there you don't have to necessarily read them in order, but I would recommend reading the first one first. Right. So it's uh, essentially it's a world populated by small animals and rodents. Oh, 
fun. So the main characters are usually mice. Oh, cool. Um, sometimes they're a shrew or a mole or a hedgehog um, or a badger. Oh, that's those different. Are, those are usually a squirrel. Those are those are your fun good guys. And then they will come into conflict with bad rodents and things like rats and weasels and stoats hmm. and things of that nature. Um, sometimes a snake. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's a blast. But uh, so the our fun friends, the the mice and whatnot, uh, a lot of them live in a place called Redwall Abbey, which is like kind of a monastery. Oh, type thing. It's like a walled-in monastery, and for some reason, is consistently being besieged by. No, no, Oreo, Oreo, hush. That's probably not gonna come up on mic. They're gonna think I'm insane. There's a dog barking. <laughs> There's a dog. I promise. Um, <laughs> his name's Oreo. So, uh, but they're constantly being besieged by you know, well, you know, armies uh, of things. So it's a medieval-type fantasy. Uh, with animals. With animals. I like that. Yeah. it's There's not a lot of magic. It's all kind of uh, more subtle. It'll be about, like, you know, we have to find the sword of Martin the Warrior so that, you know, we can we can defend the Abbey against, you know, these, these monsters, these, you know, rats and things. So magical objects, not magical creatures. Yeah. No, okay. I mean, they are talking animals, but other than that, yeah, not really. It's kind of like... It's kind of like more legendary type things. Oh, so cool. they'll, they'll have to solve a riddle. They'll find like an ancient scroll and it, it'll like be a riddle. And they have to go to all these, you know, places and figure stuff out. And they're like, oh, by the third step, you will find this. And they're like, what does that mean? Like, it's the step to the Abbey Gates. And they have to go and like dig up a staircase. And then they find a thing and secret doors. And, you know, it's hidden up in the bell tower that we never went to. Stuff like that. But it's also a big world where there's a, a mountain and there's a badger lord who lives in there. And Are there like maps and stuff? Yeah, there's fun maps it? and stuff. I love books there's that have maps. <laughs> boats and pirates and whatever you want is it's all in there. And everyone has uh, cute accents. Oh, cool. So they're all uh, the the author said he based it all off of these people he knew in Liverpool. He's English. And uh, so, like, all the rabbits sound like they're Royal Air Force pilots. Oh. So, like, oh, jolly-ho, good what? <laughs> and, and and stuff like that. And all the moles talk like uh, construction workers, British construction workers. I like that. I feel like it gets you to know the character more. It does. And it also, it, it's nice because if you just have a bunch of dialogue, I know who's speaking without seeing him saying he said. Um, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's a really cool world for kids. Mm-hmm. And it got me into reading early. That's great. Uh, yeah, it's so nice. You know, there's 22 of these fucking things. That's I like I like long series because right? you know a lot of the time the books can be a one off. Yeah, and that's great. That's great. Or you can read them all together and that's fun. Like yeah. having the world continuing, like that's cool because yeah. if you've established you like it, then yeah. it's fun. And with these books, only maybe five or six of them actually connect to another book directly, oh, okay. like immediately sequelize. The rest of them are just like. You know, the story of that guy's grandpa, who was also super cool, or whatever. So it's like a series in that it's in the same world. It's all in the same world. Okay. Yeah, as opposed to you got to read all 22. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's it's totally worth a read. I would I would check it out, if nothing else, and to be like, you know, if you know a young reader, I recommend it. I have a lot of nieces, so. Yeah, Redwall series. Uh, I don't think I have any of the books anymore. My mom probably has those boxed away somewhere. Well, they're probably cheap. 
I'm, oh, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're flat cheap. They were all, they all went to paperback and everything, yeah. and they keep getting reprinted. The author's dead now, so there aren't any more. Right. Yeah, but yeah, it super super cool. I like it. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So that's your number four. That's number four. That means we got to go to break. Okay. All right. We'll be right back with some more of your top five fantasy book series. Stay tuned. And we're back. Counting down your top five fantasy book series with Shelby. Shelby, what are we at? Three now? Yep. Big three. Shelby, what is your number three fantasy book series? The Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson. The fuck is that? You've never heard of it? No. What Have is you it heard called? of him? What is it called? Mistborn. Mistborn? Mm-hmm. No. Would I know him from anything else? He has written so many fantasy series, and I have read most of them. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. He's done... Uh, well, this one's a two-parter, so you might have heard of the Wax and Wayne series, which is a part of the Mistborn series. No? Sounds familiar. They eat metal. They eat metal, you say? Yes. I'll go more into that, but if you don't know it from that, then... No. Okay. Um, he also does one... It's three books, and it's much longer... I can't remember the name of it, but he's he's done like I've read four or five of his fantasy novels or a series. He's big on doing series, but each novel can be read as a standalone book. Mm-hmm. And I really like the first one I read by him was the Mistborn one, and it's really well developed. So the first three books take place in like a further setback time, and there is a map, so it's all well developed. Oh, thank God, I love that. Um, and uh, the second three books take place like hundreds of years later, but in the same world. What what kind of world is this? So it's the in the first few books, it's sort of like medieval. Okay. Um, but it, you get the idea that progress has been held back by the Lord Ruler. Okay. Who's this like all powerful being and people like there's a religion formed around him? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So and the religion is uh, the Steel Ministry. And basically, this guy, the Lord Ruler, people don't know that he has all these different kinds of powers because he hides it, like mm-hmm. where his power comes from. They just think he's this all-powerful being. But he is an allomancer and a ferrucamist. Oh, and a ferrucamist, you say? There are three types of magic in these novels. So allomancy is, that's eating metal, uh-huh. basically, and different kinds of metal, you get different effects. Okay, allomancy, alloy. Necromancer. Okay. Yes. Sure. So allomancers, um, they eat metal, and so there's different types of allomancers because different metals give you different effects, and most people can only most do... of the effects are crazy diarrhea, <laughs> probably, or heavy metal poisoning. You know. Yeah, you know, lead. <laughs> but a lot of the allomancers, they only have like they can only work with one metal. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, steel. Your uh, you can push on nearby metals if you can burn steel. And that would make you a coin shot. That's what they call them in the book, coin shots. Because you can throw coins at people like bullets. Oh, cool. Yeah. Or you can travel quickly by throwing down bars of metal and pushing yourself Wait, against it. Wait, where does the metal come from? You have to, like, get it. So a lot of things in this book, like, it's illegal to be an allomancer because it's illegal to use the powers. It's, like, this big underground thing. Uh-huh. So, like, you buy metal from people illegally and it's, like, 
shavings yeah. and you put it in your drinks and you drink it and that's how you like repower. But if you use your power too much and rely on it too much, you can start having negative effects. So and they call them like elementic savants. So if they use it too much, they need it to live. Mm-hmm. And then like um, one of them makes it so you can see more clearly at night and see further. But if you rely on that too much and do it too much, you can't. It's too hard to be in the sun with light. Mm. So you have to like, there's one character who does that and then he has to like walk around with a cloth tied over his face to be able to handle the sunlight. Interesting. Yes. So um, the Mistborn are people who can use all of the elementic powers. And that's really cool. Um, So like they're eating, chowing down on some copper and... Yes. uh, So steel is like you can push on nearby metals iron you can pull on nearby metals so like magnetically yes so like if someone's standing in front of like a big iron block and you want to kill them you can just pull it to a oh, wall so wait so they're not producing the metal out of their body correct correct they, they just gotta find it they gotta find it and eat it and eat it <laughs> but also if i want to say long like lodge some steel in someone's head i've got to have some steel to to to, like, to throw shoot it at them. Okay. Yeah. All right. So okay. it's okay. nice because it kind of makes it more believable, yeah. I guess. Because I was like, where does it come out of their hands? Like X-Men or something? Or you know. Some of them. So, like, some of them are more like, okay, if you eat brass, you can soothe people. So it dampens your emotions. So mm-hmm. if you're, like, at a funeral and people are losing their shit, you can dampen their emotions so they can get through oh. it better. Or... Um, then there's zinc, on the other hand, which is a rioter, so it inflames emotions. So if you want people to pick a fight with each other in a bar, you kind of what mess is with their, their money made out of? Um, it is steel. That's why it's a coin shot for steel because uh, they can push on it. Ah, uh, yes. Because I was like, I don't know anything made out of zinc other than like zinc oxide you see in makeup and uh, fucking dimes. Well, a lot of it, like, they just get little balls of zinc. Okay. In me. And there are, there is a made-up metal, mm-hmm. Daralumin, and that one enhances the current metal you're burning. So it only really works for Mistborn. Mm-hmm. So if you work with just that, it really doesn't do anything for you. I was kind of hoping you were going to say adamantium. No. Wow. There's, there's some cool stuff, though. Um, that's, that's super. So what, what's our, who are our characters? What are they doing? So... There's the Lord Ruler, who's uh-huh. our big bad guy. Right. Um, then there's Kelsier. He's a Mistborn, and he trains um, he trains this girl who is under him, and then he dies, and he starts his religion by... There's also these other characters that can um, sort of impersonate anybody, but you have to kill them first. Mm-hmm. So if you kill someone, and then it consumes their bones, because it's like a gel-like creature, oh. and then it can pose as that person, and it has a lot of those memories. Oh, that's cool as shit. Yeah. So they started a second religion against the Lord Ruler yeah. called the Church of the Survivor by after Kelsey sacrificed himself, he made a deal with um, that creature and mm-hmm. had it pretend to be him and come and tell people to follow him, even though he said because he was very publicly killed oh. in a fight with the Lord Ruler. Interesting. So it's, yeah. And then um, this girl becomes the main head of it sort of and she's like 16 and was like basically a street thug that didn't even know she could burn metals Mm -hmm. um until like other people who burn a certain metal can um tell if you burn metals so 
I'm trying to see. Wait, so how do they they burn them or they they eat them? They call it burning them Uh because you eat it and then you burn it up inside of you. Okay. So, and that's just allomancy. Because in that case, I'm like a sausage burner. It's like, yeah, I eat sausage. (laughs) Then I get sausage powers. No, like you burn it and, and there's a way that they... It's hard to sort of explain, and it's well explained in the book by mm-hmm. just showing you them doing it, but they can feel it burning away, and they can tell how much of a store they have left and when they need to eat more, essentially, to use more. When you were like, it's the people who eat metal, I had no idea it would be this involved, oh, and yeah. specific, and different. I'm like, yeah, okay, they eat metal. I buy that. Yeah, and it, like th- you can increase your physical abilities if you eat pewter. Tinai is the one with the physical senses and mm-hmm. that... That's for tin. Copper is a smoker, so it hides elementic abilities. So mm-hmm. in this book, there's like a group of a bunch of people who only have like one power and then the Mistborn girl who has all the powers. So she trains with each of them to like learn how to use those powers better. And because it's legal to do it, the smoker is one of the most important ones because there are these creatures that are around to sense it. So mm-hmm. they can set out and capture you and take you to the Lord Ruler and kill you. And those creatures are made with a different type of magic called hemalurgy. Hemalurgy. Hemalurgy? Not sure how to pronounce it because I read it. I didn't. Kind of like hemoglobin? Yes. H-E-M-A-L-U-R-G. So for hemalurgy, you basically steal other people's powers by murdering them and driving Uh a spike through them and then driving that spike through your body. Okay. So like if it's tin, you would have to kill a tin eye and then drive a spike through their eye and then drive it through your eye and then you have... That's so metal. Yeah. So... There's these creatures that the Lord Ruler made using that to control people and keep them in line with his religion. That's very, you know, I, this kind of smacks of like like hippies selling crystals to each other and being like, this crystal the, is the dream crystal and this rock does this other thing. But instead they eat them and then actually get powers from them. Or wear them. Or the, wear them. Or drive it through their bodies. That is so fucking intense. Yeah, and um, so in the first three books, it's a, they kind of actually, uh, when they kill the Lord Ruler, there mm-hmm. are spoilers, guys, sorry, but they kill the Lord Ruler, and then um, they realize the Lord Ruler was preventing the world from ending oh. because there was another like battle that they didn't realize was going on between pre- preservation and ruin. So that's where these powers come from that are in the metals. Preservation and ruin are giving their powers to people. So, where was I? Farukami? Sounds like Farukami. Well, in the first three books... Oh, yeah, Preservation and Ruin. So, they're drawing from those powers. And um, it's really interesting to watch the way the world starts to go bad. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, everything... There starts being, like, ashes raining from the sky, and there's no more sun, because Ruin is winning the battle between Preservation and Ruin. And in order to save it, basically, the girl has to sacrifice herself and become preservation and kill Ruin. This sounds like a video game. It could be. Like, this sounds like some Final Fantasy shit. It's like, it's really in-depth and it's really well-written. He's a great author. I've read so many of his fantasy series. I should have made a list of them because I can't think of them off the top of my head. Oh, that's all right. (laughs) But um, there's different... in that book, it introduces they use alloys because now that it's not this hidden thing and it hasn't been for hundreds of years, lots of people like are realizing they have these powers and using them all the time. It's more common, whereas before, people would have them and not even know mm-hmm. because it was hidden. That's, that's a fascinating world that I don't think... I can't think of anything else that's like 
that world. Right. It's it's a very it's unique very idea. It's very original. I like that. Yeah, and it's cool how in the beginning you think you're just reading about like one bad guy and they're going to beat him, but it ends up being like saving the world. Yeah. And that's cool. And in the second part of the series, it kind of introduces that there's a whole other side of the world that was affected by stuff and they don't know about it because they don't have the ability to sail ships that far. Oh. So, and the other side of the world is more advanced because they weren't held back by the Lord Ruler for all those oh, years. Oh, that's shocking. So they have like an airship and they come over and it's... it's Love cool. an airship. Yes. So, and it's powered by metals. And the way that they use metals um, is they have like different people that can... Like, okay, you're a steel pusher, so that's how they power that. Anyway. Great books. I like it. You ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. Move on. Sorry. I'm sorry. I got really excited. You were in another <laughs> world, and I'm like, I'm just going to let her go. Yes. Yeah. I'm fascinated. It's I'm, great. I'm fascinated. I highly recommend it. That's number three. Yes. You were that into it, and it's number three? Wait till I get to two and one. Dude. Oh, we're all boned. All right. Here comes. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Somebody likes a thing. We're fucked. <laughs> all right. My number three is his Dark Materials series by Philip Pullman. Are you familiar with this? No. It's going to be a show on HBO. Awesome. With Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame. Interesting. They did make a movie of the first book called The Golden Compass. I've seen it. I did not know it was a book series, and now I'm disappointed I didn't read it first. Yeah, because that that movie sucks. Um, But yeah, it's got Daniel Craig in it. So his Dark Materials is... uh, uh, fantasy world or many worlds because it takes part it takes place in many dimensions so it's kind of jumping from world to world to world fun very fun uh it's only three books they're all a little beefy um and they're occasionally put into like a young adult section which i disagree with it does have like the main characters are basically children but i'm like there's some shit in these books Sometimes I feel like they put the wrong books in the young adult section. Some of them get a little too deep. So basically the story is uh, two characters, Lyra and Will, are wandering through different dimensions. They're actually both from two different dimensions. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm just going to go over some of the stuff that's in this book, and then I'll let you know what it's all really about. Okay. Okay. So um, there's an armored polar bear king who uh named Eirik Bjornsson who who reclaims a throne um there's some goddamn witches uh there's a, a hot air balloon um let's see there's a a bunch of horses that have wheels they're wheel horses fun uh, uh there's an evil church who's abducting children um everyone gets their own spirit animal and uh and it's really just about growing up that's fun. Yeah. That seems like a really cool, like, world. Oh, it's it's fascinating. Worlds. Worlds. Yeah, it's fascinating. So our main character, Lyra, lives in the world where everyone gets their own spirit animal. It's called a daemon. I don't know if you're familiar with the idea of the assisted soul. You know what the mailer daemon is on your email? Yeah. So that's a little guy that helps you out doing stuff. He's named that because he's named after the daemon, which is the idea that there is your soul and someone else in another thing helping you out oh okay yeah i don't know why they got so in depth with email yeah that's a little interesting yeah that's why it's called that so the male uh anyway so you have a daemon who uh is 
basically like your own little best friend. But when you're a kid, and it's always an animal, and when you're a kid, it changes. So it could be a mouse, it could be a dog, it could be a lion. It changes with your imagination. Oh, cool. So Uh, like an imaginary friend, but actual. But real and physical. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's got one, even the grown-ups. But once you get to a certain age, they stop changing and they kind of take on, uh, you know, a, a, an appropriate animal. So if you're a sailor, you probably have a seagull. Okay. If you're just, you know, one of the local toughs, you probably have a bulldog. If, you know, you're, you know, a very scholarly, you might have a raven or an owl or whatever. Um, what's cool is our main character is super imaginative. She's super storytelling. So hers is constantly changing to different wild animals. And that's fun. That is fun. There's a cowboy in it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's got a jackrabbit. <laughs> that's cool. It's fun. Yeah. And that's just fun times. Um, whereas uh, our other character, Will, does not have one. He do comes, they talk, the animals? They do talk. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, good Good question. They do talk. He does not have one. He's from basically our world. Okay. Um, in other places, they have no concept of this. In one world they go to, their own death follows them around. Weird. It's like basically a weird zombie guy that just shambles around behind them and one day it'll tap them on the shoulder and go it's time and they're dead oh geez weird, that's creepy right? what a creepy concept yeah they don't talk either i like it yeah oh i love that sounds terrifying like just this memento mori following you around <laughs> oh my god yeah uh so it's a super cool world um there's uh, high concepts of God and if he's abandoned it and whatnot. Their MacGuffin is they have this thing called the Golden Compass, which is kind of like a truth teller. So it's got a bunch of symbols on it. And based on how, you know, you ask it a question, based it'll show you a bunch of symbols. And then you have to kind of interpret that to figure out what it means. Okay. And, you know, most people do, can't do it, uh, but our main character seems to be very adept at that. Okay. And other things. There's a knife that the the three books are the the Golden Compass. Unless you're in England, then it was called Northern Lights. Um, but the gold. What is up with that? I don't know. The Golden Compass. The other one's a subtle knife. The last one's the amber spyglass. And there's this uh, force, this stuff called dust that travels through all the worlds and kind of keeps it together and binds it. Okay. And the more they open up these doors to other worlds, the more the dust gets out and the worlds become less stable and more chaotic and bad shit happens so part of what they're doing is trying to find a way to close all these gates and also other shit there's witches i don't know man it's been a long time since i read it but the shit's so crazy and when it all boils down like what it really is about is you know what it's like to be a kid and how growing up in the world is hard and when you grow up you're different yeah. Who you're going to be. That's interesting. Yeah. Kind of like forming who you are. Yeah. And that's really what it all boils down to. And it has all these high-minded rigmarole ideas about, like, what a soul is and what happens to you when you die and what, you know, your reality is. Big questions. Big old questions. But, like, you just want to know if the two characters are going to kiss by the end of it. <laughs> Because, you know, they're both like 13, 14. And Come that's on. how it goes, right? That's how it goes. <laughs> they do. Spoiler alert. They do. Oh, man. OMG. Yeah. And you're not supposed to touch each other's daemons. It's creepy. And he touches it. And she's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh I guess your daemon's <laughs> also your magoo. Oh, my. <laughs> I did not realize that symbolism. That's a little weird. Yeah, it's weird. This this church is, you know, kidnapping kids. 
and it's using this big knife to separate the bond between your daemon and you because you can't get too far away it hurts like you feel it in your soul it hurts oh um so they're cutting this this line this connection between them and basically taking the natural soul away from people oh that's horrible yeah jeez and it's weird that that's a church I feel like there's some undertones there. Oh, there's there's, <laughs> there's there's a lot of anti-church sentiment. Yeah. But also not like a denunciation of God. Right. I think God's in this. I, I think he dies. I don't remember. Hmm. It, yeah. It's been a while. But I highly recommend it. It tends to end up in the young adult section, which I disagree with. But it is a wild, wild world. It sounds fun. Yeah. I like it. And it's it, it's one of those books like Harry Potter that ramps up. Right. So your first one, like, yeah, the church is kidnapping kids, but there's also, like, a fucking polar bear with armor on. Right. <laughs> and, like, like my best friend's a, you know, a shape-changing animal named Pantalaemon. Oh, uh, that's fun. I named my gecko that when I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> and uh, no one could remember the gecko's name. They're like, I don't know, the lizard thing. Uh, <laughs> And, and it, then it ramps up to, you know, it, are we responsible for God? I was like, oh, great question. That gets deep. That sounds really interesting. I like the concept. Yeah, definitely worth a read. I recommend it to everyone. Um, Dark Materials, Philip Pullman. It's from like 95. I think it was 95, 97, 2000 was when the books came out. Nice. Yeah, I read them in like junior high, which was after that. Way, way later than that. Right, because we're definitely young. Because we're so young. Yeah, we're cool. So young and attractive. Yeah, millennials. Models, too. Younger millennials, too. Mm-hmm. I want to point that out. We're not any of those old ones who remember, like, calling a girl's house and her dad answers. Yeah, mm-hmm. cell phones oh, always. Always had them. Texting. Never even made a phone call. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Never phones. Never phones. <laughs> All right, Shelby, take me away. What is your number two? Number two is actually a series I am reading now. Oh, excellent. It is, there's 15 books, books zero through 14. Mm-hmm. And it is The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. I've heard of The Wheel of Time. It is. From you? Yes. I think I heard about it from you. Yes, that's how, it's uh, so when you asked me to do a top five. That's and I was right. like, oh, I can do this. You're like, stop talking about books. Oh, though. that's right. I was like, yeah, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. You're not supposed yeah. to tell me. Yeah. But right. I'm in the middle of the series, so I couldn't I couldn't not tell you a little bit about well, it. Who's the author again? Robert Jordan. Okay. So there's 15 books, books 0 through 14. Mm-hmm. So there was originally 14 books, and then there was a prequel written. But book 14, and I think 13, because I think it got broken into two books, was written by Brandon Sanderson because mm-hmm. Robert Jordan died. Oh. And the story wasn't finished. Kind of like that last Hitchhiker's book? Mm-hmm. So... He did that, and or then the he did a Silmarillion. Sorry. Yes. Oh, and I, I realized did, it wasn't fantasy. He did. Um, he did the book zero two. He did the prequel, and so in this book, there's the one power, and there's two halves to the one power: the male half and the female half. Mm-hmm. And the male half is tainted, and so usually when males who can channel try to touch the one power, they end up going insane. Mm-hmm. And females who can channel um, usually become Aes Sedai, and they go to the White Tower for training. And similar to Harry Potter, but it predates Harry Potter, so J.K. Rowling stole the concept. You pick a color for your Aja, is what they call it. And, like, that's, like, your main thing. So, like, yellow is, like, health, so you concentrate on healing people. And, um, you know, there's different things you can do. And you can take on a warder, so you can make a man or a woman, but it's usually men, 
be bonded to you and kind of listen to you and do what you want. So that's kind of like your your thrall? Yeah. Okay. And they have to take these oaths. They cannot lie, but they're very sneaky. And mm-hmm. they, like, kind of make you do what they want without with making you think it's your idea. Oh. And they're well known for that, so people fear them. Mm. And, like, they can just take air and weave it around you so you can't move and gag you. And what is what is the one power? Is it, like, the force? Kind of. So you weave, you weave um, like, different flows, like spirit and air and earth and fire. It's, like, elements. Uh, okay. And you're working with element, and elements. And if you get them you all together, you make Captain Planet. <laughs> no. I've seen this one. <laughs> No, no? Okay. Um, but if you use too much of the one power, you take too much of it on, you can what they call still yourself. Mm-hmm. So then you can't have the power anymore. And often people who get stilled, they end up dying or killing themselves because... They want that power. Yeah, they miss the power. It's mm-hmm. like addicting. Yeah. Um, but so the story basically surrounds this guy, Randall Thor. He is the dragon reborn. Mm-hmm. And this is like That's this cool heavily, shit. yeah, it's heavily prophesized that he's going to like save the world. But when they find him, he's like a sheep herder in this nowhere town. <laughs> and he's what they call a Taviran, which means that like, so the wheel of time, the will weaves as the wheel wills is like this big thing in it. It's basically the belief that the wheel keeps going and that's what determine. there's a predetermined set of events and it's going to happen based on what happens in this wheel. But if you're Taviran, then it kind of changes based on what you want. And it's him and his two friends. What's a Taviran? A sheep farmer? Well, a Taviran is someone, that's just the name of the person who oh. it changes for them. That's oh, okay. what they call it. Okay. So he's a, he's a sheep herder to start, and then he, he's like basically a king. And he keeps like meeting all these different that's societies. Hero with, that's hero with a thousand faces. Yeah. Like you're he a kid ke- under the stairs, and then you're a wizard. You, exactly. You're a hydration farmer on Tatooine, then you're a Jedi. Yeah, and like then there's dark friends and this big evil dark lord they call the dark one and um, Darth Vader. Yeah, Sauron. and then there's Ace Sedai who are the witches. Voldemort. Sorry. <laughs> and some of them are of the Black Aja, which is like this hidden secret thing, and they're evil and working with the dark. Are one. they sexier? Because that sounds sexy as fuck. The well, dark they're ladies Aja. and they're working with the dark the power. Dark Aja. But um, it's, it's a... really interesting and like there's even like. So it's him and his two friends from his town are all Taviran, which is unheard of or whatever. And, like, his one friend somehow gets, like, this... He goes through this whole thing, which is a lot of backstory. And now he's great at understanding military stuff and has memories from past lives of military stuff so he can help lead the war that's oh, coming. Oh, cool. And there's this other guy, Perrin Ibarra, who uh, can speak to wolves and his mm-hmm. eyes turn yellow and he can hear things from That's far cool away. As shit. And he can smell like fear on people. How do they have these powers? They're not really sure. Okay. So they're kind of an outlier to they're not part of this. They like, don't understand their power own power. school. Okay. Yeah, they're not part of the power school. Um, usually men who can channel are murdered. Uh-huh. Um, by a dive because the one power for men is it's, tainted. It's taint- That's the dark side? Yes. Well, it didn't used to be they used to work together. There's a whole backstory with that too. There's a lot that, of backstory because it's such a long series. That sounds like an allegory. Oh, they used to work together, but now they don't. They yeah, in a genders. different age. Interesting. Yeah, they have a different ages and stuff. And the one guy sacrificed himself to save the world, but it tainted the male half of the one power. Mm. And the dragon reborn is supposed to save the world from the taint and kill the dark one. And um, there's also Ogiers in it. Spelled like ogre, but pronounced Ogier. And Why? How do you know that? Audible. Okay. Because I had to check on that one. I was interested. Um, 
And they're builders and they live in steadings. And like if you work with the one power and you go in a steading, you can't touch the one power from a steading. So when the world was rebuilt at one point, people hid in the steadings while the world was rebuilding and everything was like redistributed. It's a really interesting story. And I just finished the eighth book this morning. So nice. I'm getting pretty far. How many books are there? Um, Fifteen. Zero, zero through 14. So I'm on eight, including, so I've read nine. I can't even imagine reading eight books in an eight book series, let alone eight books in a 15 book series. Says the man who was telling me about a 22 book series. That's true. I was a boy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you more about a 22 series. Anyway, um, that, that is super fascinating. What kind of, what kind of time period kind of, what are they, what are they looking at technology wise in this fantasy world? Um, no power. Heated by fires. Sure. Swords Farming, and sorcery. Swords, sorcery. Sure. Um, also, like, I forgot to mention, there's these bad guys that are contro- controlled by the Dark One called mm-hmm. Murdrals and Trollocs. And, like, they'll cut you up and put you in a stew and eat Oh, you. fuck. Yeah. Like, and they, their whole thing is they like to do evil just for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah, and it's this whole world, and they're traveling back and forth. There's different societies. Some people don't like each other because they're from one town and not the other town. Mm-hmm. And there's the Aiel, who everybody like this warrior class, and they call the dragon reborn the Karakarn, and they follow him. But people are afraid of the Aiel. And then there's um, these sea folk who basically live on boats. Okay. And uh, are big traders, and they have like special porcelain and stuff. And they have wind runners which are just a sedai but they don't know it and they just work with the wind this is this is in depth is this like like a really deep world oh yeah super deep like all these cultures and it gets really into it very interesting stuff mm-hmm. but it's well written and each story each book kind of is a story within itself it all connects but it's nice that like if you put it down for a while you don't feel like, you need to keep reading the series from beginning to end, like weirdos like me, who just keep going through eight books at a time. But it's, hey, look, <laughs> you like what you like. Yeah, but great story and yeah. very well-reviewed and very talented writer. This is this is a recent series, correct? Um, It started in the 90s. Oh, okay. This predates Harry Potter, but it still was being published through, I think, 2014 was okay. the last one. Harry, but, yeah. Harry Potter is stands on the shoulders of giants the the books of magic series is all about a boy with glasses who goes to school with to magic school with an owl right i mean there's and in this like there's people ripping at each other's throats with their bare hands like it's i should read this yeah you definitely should okay it's that's great that's a resounding recommendation yeah this i would 100 that's number two it. yes that's number two now i'm a little afraid of number one. Oh, it's great all right, Shelby, you ready for my number two? Yes. It's something we're all familiar with. It's something near and dear to all our hearts. It's the OG. It's Lord of the Rings. Nice. Lord Here's of the Rings is back. Higher on your list than it's, mine. It's higher on my list, um, partly because I don't read that many book series. I read a lot of book, like, like novels, uh, and a lot of my favorite science fiction fantasy stuff is a single novel. So... Yeah, I was disappointed I couldn't include Ray Bradbury. <laughs> I was thinking that myself. I was like, ooh, Bradbury? Then I'm like, what, short stories? What does he got? What does yeah. he got? The Halloween Tree 2? Yeah, right? Like, Electric Boogaloo? Like, there's nothing. He's great, but not serious. He's great, not a series. Um, so I'm going to grab my notes right quick. We all know what Lord of the Rings is. But 
the sweeping world building, and there's something to be said about being the OG, um, the original Gandalf. Uh, that <laughs> fuck me. Um, uh, that this world was built basically from scratch. Like the idea of an elf being this tall, pointy-eared, you know, uh, lighter than air character. This aloof, wise character is from Lord of the Rings. Yes. The idea of a dwarf being a bearded, axe-wielding, you know, uh, uh, Saxon barbarian is from Lord of the Rings. The idea of halflings or hobbits, Lord of the Rings. Um, the wizard idea is already there. And I think the one in Lord of the Rings is actually, you know, wizards aren't men. Like, wizards aren't men. They're like gods. They're, right. Like, Gandalf's been walking the, the earth for like a thousand years. Right. That's why everyone knows him. <laughs> like, oh, He's had time fuck. to meet everybody. Fuck, it's Gandalf again. <laughs> did you fuck with my grandfather once? I did, and I'm here to fuck with you. <laughs> and Frodo you can't... Baggins. Yeah, and like a book where people live in a hill, like that's a cool concept. That's a cool concept. And it's all very neat, and it's, you know. It's not hard to imagine. No, it's not. It's And it's a world that feels right. Yes. Like when they're like, we're going to Rivendell. It's a city built by the elves into the trees, and all the trees are a, a part of the buildings, and you know the, the you know that's where they all live in harmony, and and they eat, uh, you know, sweet breads. And you're like, yeah, that all sounds right. And they're like, now these little men live in a mine looking for gold. And you're like, yeah, that's that's all working for me. Um, what I do like about Lord of the Rings is, um, it. Those books are the end of that fantasy world, really. Yeah. They're they're about the closing of the Old West, if you will. Because mm-hmm. it's all about, it, it really, it ends with the last great battle against evil. And it's an all-encompassing evil, and I like that. It is. And it's, it's the last time they're going to fight. The last time men will unite through their over their bickering and their inner war and their inner politics to fight the true evil, Sauron, uh, and then they're going to leave the world to the men. The elves are all going to leave. They're all going to go west. Uh, Gandalf leaves. Uh, Frodo leaves. So when you're like, what's at the end of all this? We've got a couple of kingdoms of men and some hobbits. Right. And hobbits are a very small portion of the population. Most people don't even know they exist. Yeah, like you have to pretty much go there to see them. Yeah, it's like there's a I – can't, I can't remember if it's in the book or if it's in – the movie, but Aragorn's like, hobbits, they're little, they look like children to you. And, and I'm like, he has to explain what hobbits are? Yeah, because you don't Lord of the Rings, And I'm like, oh yeah, they don't know what a hobbit is. Yeah. They, they live by themselves, they don't socialize outside. Um, and, and that's just, it, the whole thing, e- even deeper, it's an allegory of, it's, it's a black and white good versus evil, which is so refreshing <laughs> Right, there's not love stories, really. Not not, really, I mean. And I hate when they throw those in for no reason. Well, you know, Aragorn has this one true love. um, But it's not a big arc. But it's not. It's not like they're in love when they start. They're in love at the end. I mean, the only people I can think that really meet up, well, the bromance between Legolas and Gimli. Yeah. Which, I think is a lot more than a bromance. Probably. But, um, (laughs) uh, and, um... Eowyn and uh, 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 Faramir. 
um, they they end up in, together in the houses of healing. Right, but you can have that be a smaller arc and not be the main story, and I love that because I hate right. when they make that the main story. It ruins it for me. I, I, I don't need a love story. I'd be reading that. It's 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 black and white, good versus evil. We know exactly what evil is. It's the ultimate evil, and we know what the ultimate good is. And what's weird is it's also an allegory for World War One. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's uh, what is evil? Cutting down trees, uh, burning them up to make weapons. You know, uh, ruining the land, poisoning the water. That's all evil. That's all World War One industrialization evil. What is good? Hobbit holes. You know, trees that walk around and they're your friend. Um, who also leave, now that I think about it. Yeah, that's... They were dying out in the book. There were yeah. only a few of them left. There's a lot in the movie. Um, but, you know, the trees... they look cool in the Right? Movie. The trees are different. <laughs> what are the ultimate good values are the values of basically rural England of... An honest day's work in the garden, and then a night at the pub. Like that's and and that's very beautiful in such a huge sweeping. Gondor calls for aid, and oh yeah, and, you know I will draw you Saruman like you know poison from a wound and like all this stuff. But what deep down inside, like the hero is these. I'm gonna cry. The hero is these uh, these hobbity fellows. Yeah, because that's what the true good is. Right, is like just a decent life. And, like, hobbits are kind of, like, in the way, like, the normal character in the book. They, they are. And they're they're the people who have their shit together, like, value-wise. Right. They're like, this is what we like. We like giving presents. We like getting presents. We like parties. We like fireworks. We like ale and singing and dancing. And food. And food. A lot of food. And <laughs> and not wearing shoes. And stories. Yeah, and stories. And, and I'm like, yeah. That is entirely on the up and up. I have nothing against that. And so in a world where there are wizards and, you know, rangers who are secretly the king and there are, uh, you know, elves who watched Isildur fail to throw the ring uh, into Mount Doom, the hero's a hobbit. Yeah. This tiny little guy. He's got the world on his shoulders. He just wants to go home. And I there's something to be said for the little guy like saving everything. I like that. There is. And I mean, I just made fun of it recently. But you know, Hero with a Thousand Faces, the wizard shows up at your door and you know, the king is coming to dinner. You know that. Yeah. You know, you have to leave your beautiful home and go and do all this stuff, and when you come back, your home won't be the same. I get it. But it's also nice that it's uh, that that your hero is you know, a, a decent dude. Just a normal guy. Right. He's not like this all-knowing being. He's figuring no. it out as he goes. Yeah. And I mean, that's beautiful. And he's not even, it's not even like, Frodo, you're secretly a wizard. It's like, no, you're not going to get anything out of this. You're not going to be given any powers. We're not, you know what? Here's a sword. It, do what's it right. It glows sometimes. Right. Like Just like, do what's right. Just do what's right. And, of course, our hero always does, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah, near the end, you get a little weird. But, yeah, it makes know. a mistake. And then he has to leave. So, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Great That's choice. why it's on mine. All right. We have to take our... That's number two, right? we yeah. got to take our last break. All right. All right. We're going to take our last break. and we get back, we'll have your number one. It's number one time. People are getting sick of me doing that. It's our <laughs> number one top five fantasy book series when we come back.
Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. I have no fucking clue what this is. Oh, it is awesome. You're so much better read than me. Thank you. <laughs> but, okay, so the main character is Kvath. Oh, Kvath. Kvath. How do you spell Kvath? K-V-O-T-H-E. Oh, I didn't expect the E, but yeah, that's about right. Um, He's the main character. The series is actually him telling a chronicler his story of his life. Mm-hmm. So the book series actually takes place in three days, but it's telling his whole life story. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. And, um... You can move that if you want. You can pull it closer or whatever. Okay. I just want you in here, because this is number one. This yes, is important. This is important. This is what we've been waiting for. So there's... The magic system in this is different. Well, the book's kind of heartbreaking, because when he's a kid, he's, like, trying to be well-learned, and he is part of a trope of traveling. Yes. Yeah, okay. With his parents, he's part of a trope, and they travel and do, like, tricks and stuff for different towns. Like like circus folk? Yes. They're carnies? Yes, essentially. And um, they pick up this man who has been trained at the university, which is basically this big magic school. Mm-hmm. And he starts training Kavath as a child. And then his parents kind of start trying to write a song about a story of Chandrians. And Chandrians are these magical beings, also known as the Seven, that Mm -hmm. don't want you to know about them. They're these extremely evil beings, and they remove everybody in history who finds out about them. So his parents basically send him off in the woods when he's like eight years old to go look for spices, because that's what they did when they wanted to bang. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And uh, he came back, and his entire entire trope was murdered, and everybody was on fire and stuff. So he takes his uh, lute, lute, mm-hmm. lute. I'm not sure how to like pronounce it. Like little guitar? Yeah, like yeah, medieval lute. lute. It's yeah. lute. Okay, lute. I don't know. I read the word. I didn't hear the word. No, that's fine. And um, he... It's a real chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> See? You know. But um, so he takes that and like this book that this guy gave him said, that was about magic. He said, you can use this when you're in university one day. And to go to university, you have to be, like, recommended and you have to be a certain age and stuff. So he heads out to this town to try to make his way. He ends up being homeless, and it's, like, a horrifying story for, like, years until he finds a way to make it to the university. And there's all these different adventures throughout the book, if I went into each one. And there's only two books. There's going to be three, but this author is taking forever to release the third book. <laughs> the second one was released in 2011. It's 2019, buddy. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mad. If you wrote a page a day, you'd have a book. Right. Like, come on. Anyway, but um, it's really great. And the magic is really interesting. So there's different types of magic. There's sympathy, where uh, you use the strength of will to change the laws of, submit, of physics and um, direct energy. Mm-hmm. And then there's sigildry, which he works a lot with, um, where you basically, you're an, they call it artificer, and you carve things into metals to oh, make them sigilry. do things. Yeah. You draw a sigil? Yeah. Sigilry. Like a symbol. S-Y-G-A-L-D-R-Y. Yeah, sigil. All right, I'm mispronouncing it. Again, I read the word, so. No, you're cool. <laughs> How many times has anyone pronounced sigil? Exactly. Anyway, so they do cool things with that alchemy, which you can expect turn to and, figure out what it is. Turn metal into gold and eating it. Yeah. And then. then oh, what happens if you eat gold? There's, that's not in this book. <laughs> yeah, but in the other book, what happens if you eat gold? Oh, uh. There, sh- I have the list. You should have asked me bills. when I was prepared. I didn't think of it. But um, there is gold in the other book. Gold, uh, you store health. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Anyway, 
<laughs> back to this book series. So um, it's really interesting because like when it's the hard times, you feel like you're there and you just want to give this character a hug. But at like the good times, like and there's like he makes a lot of money off of doing the sigildry in um, sigilry, whatever, in the university. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because going to the university, you go and you like have to try out, and then they tell you what your tuition is based on you trying out. He goes there barefoot. Like a scholarship. Yeah, he goes there barefoot, no money. Didn't have the guy who was gonna re- recommend him was dead. The book that he got from the guy with the recommendation, and it was in another city like at a pawn shop and like he basically like told these teachers his story and like the one guy traveled to the other town got that book from the pawn shop saw the thing in it believed his story and paid him to attend the university which was unheard of and then like that was just for one semester one semester he had to pay so he had to deal with like a loan shark type girl who did blood magic on you what if you didn't pay her back so you had to give her some of your blood metal you had to give her some of your blood um also he's a really talented lute player so there's like this music hall where he goes and plays there and gets money and um he goes on all these adventures and like there's like drugs in it like there's this drug where you chew on some bark of a tree and it makes you like really happy but it turns your teeth bright white so if you're an addict you have like these really white teeth it reminds me of Dune, where you get, like, red all over your lips if you use too much uh, spice. Yeah, and then, like, there's this lizard that's, like, a magical creature that he finds in the wild. And, and he's, he like, heartbroken because he has to kill it because oh. it's addicted to this um, stuff that people chew on because it comes from a tree. It's eating right. the trees. So, like, it's it's really interesting. There's lots of magical creatures. That sounds it's like well a written. dangerous world. Oh, yeah. It is. There's a lot of cool creatures and stuff. And it's sort of medieval feeling, but not. Uh huh. Um, because there are lights, but they're okay. made with they're made with sigildry. So, okay. like it's powered by magic, instead of being powered by electricity. That's how they get their electricity, and it costs a lot of money to get those because not everybody has that ability. Right. So it's very cool. That um, is cool. Yeah. That's very interesting. So what? Do we have like an overarching villain? Or, or an overarching goal, or is it just, like, learn the magic at the magic school? It's the story of his life. Okay. And it's kind of the story of how he got to where he is, mm-hmm. because he ends up being an innkeeper, and nobody knows anything about him. But he's oh. gone on all these crazy adventures, and he also has... People don't believe him when he says who he is, because people have heard the stories about how he has beat everybody oh, and everything. Oh, he's some All legendary the horrible... character and they're like, it couldn't be you. You're a mere innkeeper. Yeah, and he's like this thin little redhead guy yeah. who's in his 20s and right. they're like, no, that's no way that's you, man. You didn't train with these people and stuff. And there's some interesting concepts like he goes, and I forget the name of the people, but he goes and stays with like this tr- culture of people in the hills for a mm-hmm. while and they usually don't let people in and they let him in and he got this girl pregnant and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm the father? And she's like, there are no fathers. Women just get pregnant because they're like very free about sex and they mm. think that women just get pregnant when they're ready to have a baby and it's just their child and they produced it. It like men have nothing to do with it in their opinion. <laughs> there's a, there's a, I don't want to, there's a, a tribe of, of tribesmen in, in South America that used to believe that the way a woman got pregnant was when they were out and like checking the traps in the water the ancestors would swim from a different island, uh, go up their shorts and impregnate, and then they would become a baby, and that baby was one of your ancestors. Right, and like we've they always had, had they, science, so they had no idea wieners were even evolved. Yeah, like so, like with these people, like 
they it was like a warrior type society mm-hmm. and they trained him to be a warrior and that's why he's so good at fighting in addition to all this magical stuff but um when he, the girl got pregnant he's like oh am i the father because we had sex in that field because they just like that she was like oh you're stressed let's just let's get rid of your stress and then they just like bang nice <laughs> that's this like how they view it world. it's like a stress reliever and like it's weird because that's not how the rest of the society is and like he travels to um the fey realm mm-hmm. and uh in the fey realm like they will try to lure you to stay there forever and he tricks them into letting him leave Oh, kind of like the fairy realm with, like, if you eat something, you can't leave. Yeah. Um, similar to that, except, like, they just, like, want you to stay there forever, and they will make you stay until you die by, like, making you eat too much because you're enjoying the food so much or, mm. you know, the over-exhaustion from overexerting yourself in, like, some other way. Sure. But, yeah, very, very interesting book. Very well written, and it's a take on things that it's not – normally done like the way the story is told it's a guy telling a story of his life to a chronicler so is he a reliable narrator or do you think he embellishes he is a reliable narrator because sometimes it'll stop and he'll be like i don't believe you and he'll be like look up there that's the sword oh like so it's kind of cool in that respect as as an old man he has to he's not even old he's not even old you just said that he was like 20s yeah that's crazy. But he's had like this crazy life. And I think what makes it my number one is how well they go into the backstory. And like that whole book, like I felt like I was right there with Kvath. And I'm really excited for the third book to come out. Although the author does help us out a little. He gives us some short stories for free in between. But, you know, it's the first book was 07. The second book was 2011. It's 2019. Where is book Jesus, three? Jesus, that guy takes forever. Yeah. So he must have a day job or something. I've right? written more books in that time. Fuck. Yeah, right? Like, but great book. Highly recommend it. Interesting. Yes. Say the name of it again. The King Killer Chronicles. The King ki- does he kill a king? Um, if he does, it'll probably be in the third book. <laughs> Get to it, man. But it's a really interesting story. The first book is called Name the Wind. I highly recommend it. Name the Wind. Okay. And they're not that long. No. No, they're well, decent. they should be considering how fucking long it takes to write them. Yeah, they're a decent length, but they're. I think what takes so long is that they're so in depth. Like, I don't like. I didn't go that much into the different types of magic, but it takes you this, through the steps of him learning it and how hard it is and what he has to do to learn it. Mm-hmm. And it it makes you feel like it's real almost oh. the way it's explained because you see how hard it is to figure it out and why not everybody can do it. And it's weird how like the the naming one is to try to teach because they can't really teach it so they just send you to do weird things and then you might stumble upon it because that's worked for people before right because it can't really be taught like it's it's very interesting interesting yeah i might check that out that actually that one that one's speaking to me man that sounds like a fun world i'd like to i'd like to learn more about yeah it it is it's a fun world and it's definitely an adult fantasy novel because a it's child some, should not be reading that one. There's yeah. some boning in it. Yes, there's boning in it. So you got to be careful. Excellent. <laughs> Don't Excellent. give that one to your kids. Excellent. <laughs> I, I took a book out of the library and it was some science fiction bullshit, but like the main character got laid and I was like, this is the hottest thing that's ever <laughs> happened to me. I was probably like 14. I was like, oh. Right? Because oh. you don't expect remember. it. That's the only thing I remember from that book. I don't remember the characters. I don't remember what it was about. All I would remember, I was like, yeah touched your thigh and i'm like what's happening what's happening to my body (laughs) my pants are shrinking (laughs) 
All right, let's let's kill this up here. You What's ready? your number one? My number one is the Discworld series by Terry Pratchett. I have not read it. That's okay. There are forty-one Discworld books. That is quite the investment. Have they, you read all forty-one? No, I've probably read about fifteen. Okay. Um, they they're all out in paperback still. They uh, started in nineteen eighty-three and ended uh, with the author's death in two thousand fifteen. Um, they are a low fantasy, so it's a very silly world that they all live in. It all pretty much all takes place in the city of Ankh-Morpork, uh, along the river Ankh, like like the thing, like the Egyptian thing, Ankh, Ankh. Oh, okay. You know, I'm from Syracuse, so it's an Ankh, but it's probably an Ankh. <laughs> uh, but they along this river, and the river is so filled with garbage. They joke you could walk on it. Oh, jeez. Um, it's a filthy, dirty, poverty-stricken city of wacky um, fantasy characters. Uh, and what's cool about having so many ridiculous you know, number of books, there's a book about almost every aspect of life in this city. So there's, you know, five, six books about the city watch, like the police. Oh, cool. Um, and it's, you know, it's swords and sorcery. Um and there's probably four or five books about the Unseen University, which is the School of Magic. It's the Magic College where all the wizards go. And the wizards are all, like, fat and lazy and bearded. And they <laughs> don't they, – like, their thing about magic is, like, couldn't you just magic this way? And they're like, magic is very dangerous. But you realize they just don't really want to do it. Ah, because so they're that, lazy. Right, because they're lazy. Um, uh, there's a book about the post office. <laughs> there's a book about the bank. That's fun, though. It is fun, and it makes this world so deep. And when the characters from one book sneak into the other books, like uh, the one about the post office is about, uh, it's called Going Postal, and it's about this, it's my favorite one, it's about this guy called Moist Von Lipwig, who is a local con man, uh, and he comes to the city, and he gets busted, and he goes to jail, and while he's in jail, he's uh, you know trying to escape. He's, like, carving out this block, and he gets the block out of the wall. He pulls it out, and he, like, you know, carved it all out with a spoon. He pulls the block out, and behind the block is another spoon because they knew he'd try it. <laughs> That's funny. So he gets hung to within an inch of his life, and then uh, he doesn't die. But they go, we hung the man you know, with the alias, they hang him under an alias. And we want you, Moist Von Lipwig, to uh, fix the postal service or die. Oh. And it's it's kind of by, there's this um, Lord Veterinary is this benevolent dictator of this city. And he's just a very spooky fellow. And he frightens people because he does have people murdered. Uh, he was trained as an assassin at the Assassin's Guild. There's all these guilds. There's books about the guilds. Oh, that's fun. It is fun. There's all these uh, uh, temples and churches and religions, different things like Offler, the crocodile god. And when you want to pray to him, you go and bring sausages and they cook the sausages. And the smell goes to Offler and he eats the smell. But then the priests eat, you know, the actual sausage. They get the free food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a goddess of um, stuck junk drawers. Oh, jeez. And you rattle them in, in her name. Oh, my God. And you pray to her to get the junk drawer open. So kind of like how, like, the Greeks and the Romans had a god for everything? Pretty much. And then, you know, there's small temples and big temples and, you know, all over the place. Uh, and, it, you know, the cultures all meld together. The dwarves are there with um, ogres who are, like, rock people. Um, and the ogres and the dwarves hate – or trolls, I'm sorry. Trolls are rock people and they hate each other. 
um, they're trying to like include vampires into normal society. Right. And the vampires will have like a black ribbon if they've pledged not to drink blood. Oh, so yeah. what do they feed off of then? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Maybe just not human blood. Right, maybe animal blood. Maybe animal blood. I don't recall. They're not a big part of it, but like, you know, it was a big deal when the City Watch got a vampire. Okay. Um, because it's kind of like, it's why like would a diversity, you do that? Yeah. It's a diversity hire. Okay. Um, uh, there's actually a great book about how they really do start some diversity hires. And they're like, all right, we need a, we got a troll and we got a dwarf. I like we, the way that... We got a woman. I like the way he comes at that, like, world, though. Like, it, each different aspect. It, it's so very real. And I think the reason a lot of it's real is because it, it's very, it's a very real city. It's it's based off of London. But it's, you know, there's upper class, there's lower class, there's not much of a middle class. Um, you know, there's these immigrants to the city. Like, uh, you know, Corporal Carrot was like, he wanted to join the guard and he was raised by dwarves and he's just like some guy. And you find out he might be the secret heir to the king. Oh, wow. But in the, you know, the dead king. But instead of being the king, he just kind of works for the city guard. And he shows up to like arrest these other characters from other books. And you're like, aren't you the king? Oh, and then I'm like, well, no one really knows that except for me, the reader. Because I read, you know, uh, I can't remember what that one was. Guards, guards, I think. And it's so in-depth and so silly. And it's a, they're funny books. They'll have subtitles. Death is a character. Oh. He's a Grim Reaper. All um, right. There's a bit, and it was a book in, that came out in 96, but where they, they, they celebrate Hogsmas, which hmm. is like their Christmas. Oh, okay. And the hog father comes and gives them pork products. For, oh. for Christmas, for Hogsmas, and the hog... they're all about sausage, huh? Yeah, they're they're because <laughs> they're called Ank Moorpork. Ank is the name of the river, and Moorpork. Got it. They used to raise pigs, and now they're like, yeah, it's mostly pig. <laughs> um, the, the, like there's a sausage seller in the city, and, okay, and there's no book about him, but you know about him because he keeps showing up at stuff. Oh, cool! And there's fun. Uh, the first one is about uh, a wizard joining the magic school. Um, and then as you get more in-depth, you can find the characters you like. And there's probably five, six books about them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So if you just want to read about death, he's got five, six books. He's got a daughter. Um, if you just want to read about, you know, the golems that work in the city, there's three, four books about the golems. Oh, that's cool. And the characters surrounding it. There's one book called Making, no, Soul Music, which is about the invention of rock and roll in this world. Hmm. And you, there's a character named Buddy the Elf. Buddy Holly. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. And it's it's so very well rounded. Oh, it's so it's so so much and it's like since they're not perfectly exactly sequelized and connected, whatever that author Terry Pratchett wanted to write about, he could. And right. just throw it in his world. And the oh, world's now there's ready. a new character we haven't talked about before. Here yeah, you go. They're, they're like, yeah, those worlds so wacky. It's called Discworld because it's a flat disc on the back of a bunch of elephants on top of a tortoise swimming through space. I love it. Yes. I absolutely love it. Or at least that's what they all tell themselves. We don't know for sure. There's actually a BBC does a lot of adaptations. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to see the Hogfather, I always watch for Christmas where the Hogfather goes missing and death takes over for him. A la Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Came out after. I checked. Nice. Nightmare was 91, I think. 91 or 93. And then this one was 96. But whatever. I can't recommend it enough. They're short books. They're short reads. You can pick up any of them. If I was going to start, I'd start with the ones about the City Watch because they're it's 
it's a lot of fun characters and then they show up constantly so it's good to understand them. so if you know them it's fun to see them again okay uh, one the woman's a oh, spoilers secretly a werewolf Ooh. So when she shows up and, um, you know, arrests uh, Moist and he has a squeaky toy and he squeaks it and she goes, oh, oh, you understand why that's happening. Okay. <laughs> and where you wouldn't have werewolf. if you didn't read that. Right. Okay. And that's fun. And it's a fun world to live in. And I, I we're, we're running, we're running a little long. So I don't think we have time for reverse. You want to play a different game? Sure. Okay. Let's do Shelby. If you could live in the fantasy world of any of your top fives here, which one would it be? I think I would go with the Kingkiller Chronicles because then the world isn't ending. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of these, like, the world yeah. is ending and I don't want to actually be there. Right, right. <laughs> but right, right. in that one, like, I just, and I think it's a really fun world and I like the way the magic works. There's a lot of logic in it. Mm-hmm. And the author gets so in-depth, like, you even have to figure out, like, the money systems are different in different towns. And, oh, interesting. Yeah. so, like, it's easy to imagine. It's, it's really a fleshed cool. out, kind of more realistic world. Yes. Interesting. And I don't think I would die. And the university has a giant library. Oh, there it's we go. It's so big that not even everything has been chronicled. So I want to go to that library and never leave. And there's a guy that lives in the library. I'd kick him out. I'd live there. The uh, the <laughs> library at the Unseen University in Ankmore Pork, the librarian is an orangutan. Ooh, used maybe to be I a wizard, there. turned himself into a orangutan. Fun. Where would you go? What world would you? Oh, go I'm to? going back to the Shire for sure. Okay. There's, there's no way I'm not living at Bag End, or even it doesn't have to be Bag End. It can be an even smaller house. I think you're a little tall for a house. I think hole. that's true. Yeah. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like Buddy the Elf from, uh, uh, uh what is it? Elf. The elf. <laughs> yeah, like the elf. <laughs> Will Ferrell in a tiny bed. Yes. Shelby, it has been fun. This has been a blast. I enjoyed it. Thank you for bringing this topic in. This was so much fun. Of course. We never get to talk about smart stuff because my guests are all fucking idiots. Well, and I'll if, talk about books anytime. If you think differently, guests, then come on back <laughs> on the show and we'll... We'll talk about it. There you go. No. That's fun. All right. Well, Shelby, that's been top five for this week. Do you have anything you want to plug? I don't know. I no. don't. You're not, a, not an I artist. I don't do anything You fun. don't do anything. No. Um, I read. Yeah. Uh, I plug books. Yeah. Read, guys. Read, bitch. You know what? Yeah. That's what we're plugging. Read. Yeah. Harry Potter's good for one thing. It got kids reading. Yeah. Like, like every kid I knew read Harry Potter. Yeah, and it kind of grew up with our generation, the yeah. way it was released. People I I know that don't read still are I've like... read Harry Potter. They're getting into Harry Potter now as adults. It's great. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care for that series. But it, if you're reading, you're reading. Yeah. All read. Right. That's what I'm plugging. So read. read, bitches. And in between reading, don't forget to rate and subscribe here. Uh, <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at top five underscore podcast. That's top the number five underscore podcast. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. If you're on Facebook and you want to tell the Russians what you're doing, you can follow us there too. All right. Well, that's been top five, and we'll see you next week.
you there 